My name is Fitz, and I'm the CEO of the Fitz Group. I'm glad you've chosen to listen to this week's excerpt from our weekly builder's call. This call is designed to help you move beyond personal sales and into building a business in the insurance industry. On one end of the income spectrum, we've helped a ton of agents make an additional $50,000 a year in override income on top of their sales income. And on the other end of the spectrum, we've helped a number of leaders make in excess of $1 million annually through the development of the override income into a business. And now, on to today's lesson. Today's training. I'm excited. I'm excited about today's training. The last uh, two weeks ago, we started talking about goals. Um, goals is what we did, three-week series on goals. And a lot of you guys have been putting your goals together and, and we're having conversations about them, hopefully refining your goals a little bit so that when you hit the ground running January 1, you're hitting the ground running with purpose. You know where you're running and, and, and when you wanna get there. Uh, and so two weeks ago, uh, we started talking about, uh, we call it goals part one, is the 10 steps to goal setting. Uh, that we went through and, and, and going through all those steps fits. So I have to go through all 10 steps. It's a good exercise. Uh, if you just want to write down a goal, I want to make a hundred thousand dollars. That's fine. But you know, what I have found is, is taking that extra step of, of connecting emotionally to that goal. That's a big deal. It makes a big difference uh, in, in your drive to get up every morning and go get that goal done. So uh, review that uh, goals part one, you can see the archive video on our uh, website. Uh, I believe we've also um, sent it out on Slack in 411, and uh, you should start seeing um, uh, the audio coming out here shortly as well. Uh, so goals part one, then last week, oops, last week we talked about grit uh, and, uh, and taking the grit test. If you have not taken that grit test and you want to, let me know. Uh, if you've taken it and you want to tell me your score, let me know that too, that's fine. Uh, but grit was put together by Angela Duckworth, and uh, there's a book associated with grit, and uh, it's, it's really 12 simple questions that you answer, uh, and, and really grit is a great indicator of uh, future success. Uh, and so we talked about last week, not just what your grit score is, but how to get grittier, I call it, how to get better, uh, how to improve. And um, whatever your score is, it's, it's, it doesn't define who you are. I was listening to somebody the other day talk about, you know, knowing your strengths is really important. Well, so is knowing your weaknesses, right? Like, what do you, what do you suck at? I mean, I, I think we should have, you know, there's a Strength Finder 2.0. I think we should have Weakness Finder 2.0, uh, a book about weaknesses, right? But uh, from a whatever, you, if you take these different assessments, like my wife loves these assessments. She loves Myers-Briggs and Strength Finder and, 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 and all these things, right? Taking these, DISC, taking these doesn't define who you are. It, it instead helps you identify who you are right now. Sometimes it's even just identifying who you are right now when you took the test. Uh, I know that uh, I've taken uh, different assessments at different times when I'm in different moods or different scenarios, different atmospheres, and um, my scores come back different. Well, yours are going to as well. So, you know, if you came out with a five out of five on grit, if you're super gritty, doesn't necessarily mean you're super gritty. It doesn't necessarily mean you're going to see things all the way through to the end. It just means when you took the test that day, you were gritty. On the, on the, on the other end, if you were a one out of five on grit, you're not very gritty. Maybe you just weren't very gritty right then. Maybe you just weren't feeling it right then. Um, it, but wherever you are, you can change. And that's a big thing that a lot of people don't want to face. So getting into today, we're talking about goals part three combining grit and goals. 
we talked about the, the 10 steps of, of setting up your goals. And we talked about the grit, which is an indicator of really how likely you are to see your goals through to the end. Um, and so combining grit and goals, I've, I've changed the name. It's kind of a funner, 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 fun, funner, funnest. I guess funner is a word, more fun. Uh, it's a more fun way of, of this title, funner. <laughs> it doesn't sound right. <laughs> are you the Unabomber is the, uh, is the name of this training. Are you the Unabomber? Um, uh, a lot of you um, probably remember the Unabomber, remember it being in the news. Some of you guys, I realize I'm getting older and older now, and some people don't remember who the Unabomber was. Um, but uh, this, I love giving credit where credit is due. A majority of this that I'm about to teach on comes from this book, Zero to One by Peter Thiel. Thiel, Thiel. Uh, Peter is what they call, he's part of the PayPal mafia. Um, the guys who started PayPal and made, um, you know, made billions, right? And, uh, and, and Peter is an interesting guy. Uh, he, he, along with Elon Musk is another one. Uh, you may know from Tesla or SpaceX, he's trying to go to Mars or whatever. Uh, these guys made billions by building PayPal and, you know, continue to build companies. Well, uh, Peter, uh, wrote a book called Zero to One. The, the subtitle of it is Notes on Startups or How to Build the Future uh, and, and gives a lot of good insights. Some of you guys, as, as you start reading this, you may not be ready for this book yet. And I'm not necessarily saying that you should read it. Uh, but if you pick it up and read it, it's not going to hurt you. Uh, it is a good book. And, and there's some things in there that, that really apply to what we do. There's also some things in this book that don't really apply to what we do because uh, we're not necessarily, uh, we're small business owners. We're not necessarily starting a startup you know, that's going to take to, to, to market and you do an IPO and make billions. That's not necessarily, that's not who most small business owners are, uh, but there are some real good concepts in this zero to one book that, uh, that you, sh that you would benefit from. And, and some of the stuff I'm teaching on today certainly came from this book. So I do like, I do like giving a bibliography. I do like telling where I got my, my information from. I don't want to hide it from you, but are you the Unabomber? If you're, if you're watching this uh, online, if you, 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 I'm showing right now a picture, a uh, side-by-side -side picture of the Unabomber and on, on the left. And on the right-hand side is, uh, is a hipster that may be serving you coffee at Starbucks. Uh, they, <laughs> they sort of look the same nowadays. Uh, but I, I remember the Unabomber. I remember seeing the, this picture of the Unabomber where he had the, 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 the sweatshirt hood pulled over and the sunglasses and the mustache. Uh, this was in the news for years and years and years about this Unabomber. Um, so most people act as if hard things to do are also impossible things to do. Hard equals impossible in their mind. Most people act as if hard things to do are also impossible things to do. An extreme representative of this view is Ted Kaczynski, infamously known as the Unabomber. Now, if you, if you don't know, let me run down. Uh, who Ted Kaczynski was. Kaczynski was a child prodigy who enrolled at Harvard at the age of 16. Uh, he went on to get a PhD in math and become a professor at UC Berkeley. He's best known for his 17-year terror campaign against professors, technologists, and business people. He would, he would mail letters that go boom. Okay, that's, that's what he mailed packages that go boom. That was, uh, that was his thing. Um, his brother turned him in based on a 35,000-word manifesto that Kaczynski mailed to the press. So Kaczynski wrote a 35,000-word thesis uh, manifesto, and, he, and it was handwritten. He sent that to the press. His brother read it and said, that's my brother's handwriting, and turned him in. Um, <laughs> blood maybe isn't thicker than water. Uh, but, uh, yeah, this guy was, was, was blowing things up. All right, so Kaczynski claimed 
the Unabomber claimed that in order to be happy, every individual need, quote, needs to have goals whose attainment requires effort and needs to succeed in attaining at least some of his goals. This was in his 35,000 word manifesto. Kaczynski claimed that in order to be happy, every individual needs to have goals whose attainment requires effort and needs to succeed in attaining at least one of his goals. I don't, I, I mean, I, just my commentary on this, I, I don't, I agree with a lot of what he says. I don't disagree with everything, but I don't think in order to be happy that you need to have goals. Uh, I think it, it can make you happier, right? But I, I mean, I'm happy without goals, <laughs> right? But I think it'll make you happier. So I, I don't disagree with what he's saying there. In order to have, you know, need, you need to have goals. His attainment requires effort. I mean, easy goals. It's not going to make you happy to achieve something that, you know, a toddler could, could achieve, but, but requires some effort. And needs to succeed in attaining at least some of these goals. I know that personally I'm happier when I am chasing a goal. When I'm working for a goal, I, I tend to be happier. Uh, and I see people around me, I observe people around me in the same scenario where they're pushing and, and, and striving for something that, that they seem to be happier as well. So Kaczynski divided human goals into three groups. First, goals that could be satisfied with minimal effort. I have a goal of getting out of bed. Okay, minimal effort. I have a goal of getting out of bed at six o'clock. That's still sort of minimal effort, okay? Number two, goals that can be satisfied with serious effort. So first goal, first group of goals are goals that can be satisfied with minimal effort. Second is goals that can be satisfied with serious effort. You know, you, the best you've ever made in your life is $35,000, and next year your goal is $100,000. That's not going to be a, a, a group one goal. That's, that's not going to require, it's going to require more than minimal effort. It's going to require serious effort to triple your income from your previous best year to this next year. Yeah, it's going to require some serious effort. His third group are goals that cannot be satisfied no matter how much effort one makes. Goals that can be, not, not, never, like, as he saw it, they're hard, so they're impossible. Just no way, no way you can attain these goals. All right, well, Kaczynski's idea was to destroy existing institutions, getting rid of all technology, and let people start over and work on hard problems anew. That was this guy's this decision. He said, you know what, since that's impossible, since, since I can't work on hard issues, what I wanna do is destroy all of the good ideas that have come about and all the work that's gone into coming up with those so we can rediscover these same things. I mean, the, 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 now this is where the guy was seriously, seriously twisted because the idea is, you know, let's, let's destroy Thomas Edison's work in electricity, right? So that we can, so that we can discover electricity again. <laughs> you see, it, I hope you're getting how, that, how twisted that is. What are you doing to avoid tackling new and hard problems? That's the question. The question, I mean, are you Kaczynski where you said, are you the Unabomber where you said, you know what, that's hard. So what I'm going to do, <laughs> I'm going to avoid the hard. That's what he did. Now it, he, he went nuts with it, went over the overboard. We all do it though. We all do things to avoid hard work. Maybe for you getting on the phone and making dials is hard. And so what do you do to avoid it? You, 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 uh, you start cleaning the house, but that's a good thing I'm doing. I'm cleaning the house. That's great. Who wants to live in a pigsty? Not me. I, I'm doing a great thing. Yeah, but you're avoiding the hard problem that you're supposed to be working on. You're avoiding that hard thing, right? So, um, or, or we can make, I mean, listen, I, and if I'm stepping on toes here, it's, it's kind of intentional. There's several people. I just kind of 
scrolled through the attendance list right now on, the, on this call to see who I'm talking to. And I know I've had conversations with several of you about this next statement. Sometimes we work on recruiting instead of making sales because recruiting is easier and the sales part is harder or, or not. Maybe it's not just something that we, that we really enjoy as much, but you got to do it. So what are you doing to avoid tackling the new hard problems? Hopefully you're not mailing packages to, to universities to explode them. Hopefully you're not, you're not like Kaczynski went a little too far, uh, well, a lot too far, 17 years of doing that. But, but us, we're doing the same thing. We all do it. Oh, well, you know, instead of making calling on that list that somebody just gave me, I'm a, I'm a fire off some emails right now. I really need to work on those emails. I just confess to you what I'll do instead of calling lists sometimes. And I catch myself doing, I'm like, no, I don't want to be, I don't want to be the Unabomber. I don't want to be lumped into the category of that guy. Why don't we believe that we can do the hard things? Well, I mean, guys, you're on the builder's call. You've separated yourself from the masses by being on this builder's call. Most of our agents don't tune into the builder's call. I think it's a huge mistake on their part. <laughs> of course I think that, but but you've separated yourself. So you are already somebody who believes that you can tackle the hard things and get it done. But, but, but we all still avoid it. So here's, I've seen people, I've seen big, strong grown men sitting at a table, leads, phone, crying. They got leads in front of them. They got their phone sitting right there and they're crying because they're scared to make the phone calls because it's hard. I've had people get started and then, and then they'll, they'll call, they'll call five, five leads. And, and they got, a, they got an objection that they couldn't overcome. And the person hung up on them and they call me and go, this doesn't work. I'm cold calling. I, I'm, I'm just, I don't believe in doing it this way. No, man. What you're doing is you're now making an excuses of why you can't do the hard thing. Again, I'm, I'm kind of picking on new people. Uh, who, who get terrified of making dials, but again, you're avoiding some of the hard things as well. So why don't we believe that we can do the hard things? Well, number one, incrementalism. Incrementalism. PowerPoint doesn't necessarily believe this is a word, but it is. <laughs> I had a spell check pop up on this on the, on the PowerPoint. Incrementalism. From an early age, we're taught that the right way to do things is to proceed one very small step at a time, day by day, grade by grade. From a very early age, we're taught that the right way to do things is to proceed one very small step at a time, day by day, and grade by grade. You know, new, new compensation schedule is coming out uh, with the Alliance starting in January. And, and one, of the, one of the awesome features about it is you can go from a 55% contract all the way up to a 100 contract in two months. Bam, just like that. One of the things that, 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 that as, I was, as I read uh, Zero to One, and I would, I would think about how this book applies to my life, one of the things that drove me crazy was we had to, every two months, get another five points. Every two months, get another five points, slowly but surely, you know, plodding along, moving up uh, in commission level. You, you don't have to wait anymore. I love that. We just, we just destroyed incrementalism as far as how we can grow financially in this business. 
from an early age, we're taught that the right way to do things is to proceed one very small step at a time, day by day, grade by grade. Heather and I were having a conversation with some good friends of ours yesterday, and, and, and they're, they're really good friends. And, and he's uh, in his late 40s, and he's, he's kind of at this crossroads in his life where looking back on his life, he's had great success. Uh, and, 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 but he just feels like there's so much more in him than, than, than what he's experiencing right now. He, he feels like he's kind of in the drudgery of the day-to-day. To, day to day. He's got a good business. He's got great income, and he's got a great family. But but he just believes there's something more in him and, and, and he's expecting, I, I, I really got to write this. I'm going to write this down real quick. I'm going to make a note to call him and tell him this. Cause as I'm saying it, I'm like, I really need to say this to him specifically. Cause he's the one that turned me on to this book. Um, see if, if I don't write something down when I'm thinking about it, I won't remember to say it. He's thinking that he's got to progressively go and do more, progressively go and do more. What Heather said to him yesterday, and I'm, I'm going to call him and make sure to say it specifically from this book because that, that'll mean something to him. But Heather said yesterday, you know what? I don't, I don't think that you're going to step by step gradually improve in what you're doing. I think there's going to be a, a suddenly. There's going to be a suddenly it happened. Suddenly, boom, just like that. Something changed. Something happened. New idea happened. I think that some of you guys, serious, we, we – Listen, this is the builder's call. Can we be real for a second? Building can be uh, mundane. Building can be completely repetitive. And, 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 and you just feel like, man, I run an ad, I talk to the people, they come on board, some get started, some quit immediately. And, and some just sort of hang around. And then, and then I talk to them about who do you know, and I get referrals from them, and I start helping them build override income. And, and it's just over and over and over and over. I've had people say, Fitz, man, I've been at this for five years. I've been at this for 10 years. I thought I'd be farther along than I am. Join the club, pal. Me too. But I can tell you in my success that I've had in this business, the success that we've seen, it didn't come incrementally. It happened all of a sudden. It's like this year, the Fitz Group is going to end up finishing off the year about 15, 16% growth from last year. That's incrementalism. What I'm talking about, the growth that you're going to see in 2019 and 2020 and 2021, if you don't lit up, what you're going to see is a suddenly. <laughs> Dang, I just got chills. Got a little knot in my throat right now. You're going to see us suddenly. But you got to believe that. And you got to keep fighting the fight, believing that the suddenly happens. I can show you my numbers and show you that the suddenly happens. <laughs> the suddenly happens. You don't have to wait. But we've been taught all our life, well, to gradually it'll get better. No. Fight that. We don't believe in incrementalism around here. We believe in the suddenly. All right. I move off of that because I'm getting choked up. I know, I know all of you can, some of you will experience the suddenly this next year. You're going to experience it and life will never be the same. Number two, risk aversion. Why don't we believe that we can do the hard things? Number one is incrementalism. Number two is risk aversion. We're scared to make mistakes. For some, the prospect of being wrong can be unbearable. Man, I, I, I joke. It's not necessarily a joke, but I, I'm, I'm genetically predisposed to, 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 be, to be right and to tell people I'm right. <laughs> it's, just a, it's a Fitzgerald family trait. I got a couple of kids that got it too. And I, I see now why I drove my mom so crazy. <laughs> I, I don't want to make a mistake. I, I don't want to misfire. I don't, I don't want to do something wrong. But listen, if failure, the potential for failure, keeps you from trying, you won't have the opportunity for success. Because success and failure both start with a step of faith. 
how it turns out, who knows? But if you don't take that risk, if you don't take that chance, well, you'll never know. And, and that to me, I just can't go through life not knowing how it would have turned out. I feel like I at least got to try. But we're all like that. We're all scared to make mistakes. What if this is the, what if that's the wrong thing? What if I'm, listen, there's no, it's not terminal. If you make a bad risk, if you, if you make, if you take a bad chance, if you, if you fail, it's not terminal. You can always step back and try it again. I, I, one of my favorite teachings, Joanne here in our office, She's like, in the, in the, you know, it used to be, they don't necessarily do this anymore, but it used to be in the old film days when they would make film, uh, films like movies, they had real film, right? And to edit it, they would cut out different scenes and then splice the film back together. You know, you can do that in your life too. You can say, you know what? Yesterday sucked. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to take the film strip of life and I'm going to cut out yesterday. It didn't happen. It just didn't happen. You know how freeing that is? So if you fail, so what? Back up and try again. Now, learn from that failure. Don't, don't try it the same way again. Maybe you did it wrong and you need to try it differently. But this is one of the reasons we don't do the hard things is, is we're scared of failing. We're scared of making a mistake. You're not going to get anywhere that way. You're going to be stuck right where you are forever and ever. Okay. Why don't we believe we can do the hard th things? Why don't we believe that we can do the hard things? Number three, complacency. Why reach when you can rest on your past successes? Hey, you know what? I'm pretty comfortable. Listen, I'm, I'm saying this personally. Fairly comfortable. I'm, I'm, not, I'm not completely comfortable. I, you know, I, I don't have a jet. <laughs> I don't have my thousand acre farm. I don't, I don't have that. But it's easy to kind of say, eh. And, and it's not just at my level. You could say to church, you know what, Fitz? I'm hardly working at this thing. I'm making 50000 a year. That's pretty good. It is pretty good. Hardly working, making 50000 a year really pretty good. What would happen if you worked? Do you think you could triple that? Yeah, but I don't need that much money. Somebody does. Somebody needs that much money. Go make an extra 100000 next year and just give it all away. <laughs> Somebody's going to really like you. There's a proverb that says, rich, rich man has, has no shortage of friends. <laughs> it is true. You make money, you start giving it away, you're going to have lots more friends. Why reach for something hard when, when you're already in a good place? Maybe your production, maybe you're one of the top producers in the company. Why, why uh, recruit? Why, when you recruit, why get a list and drive depth? Why, why would you do that? Well, because right now what you're doing, it works pretty good. And we can, we can avoid that hard thing by saying, well, what I'm doing is adding value. Yeah, but, but, but don't stop reaching for those hard things. You're going to turn into the Unabomber. Why don't we believe we can do the hard things? Number four, flatness flatness. We perceive that everyone is as competitive and capable as we are. With that assumption, we ask ourselves, if it could be done, why hasn't someone else done it? We perceive that everyone is as competitive and capable as we are. We, I, I tell you what's even worse. We actually believe, th this quote, number four here, this is actually from the book. We perceive that everyone is as competitive and capable as we are. I think it's even worse. I think we believe that everybody around us is better than us. I think we really think that. I, I, I think that, I think that, well, I mean, no, nobody's done $10 million in annuities with the Alliance. Nobody's done that because I mean, everybody, there's so many people so good at annuities. I mean, if it could be done, somebody already done it. 
<laughs> I had somebody one time, I don't know if I should tell this story. I, 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 think I'll, I think I'll skip it. We perceive that everyone is as competitive and capable as we are. So we say we shouldn't try. We shouldn't push for that hard thing because that hard thing, if it could be done, somebody else would have already done it by now. I mean, think about it. You're, we, we are builders. We're building agencies here, not just overrides, but agencies. If somebody could run $3 million a month in issued business, it had already been done by now. Somebody could run $100 million a year, it'd already be done by now. If somebody could do that, it'd already be done. Guess what? Maybe you're the one that's supposed to do it first. I will tell the story. My good friend, Melanie Ray, if y'all haven't met Melanie and Chad, you should meet them. You should make it a point to meet them at national convention. Some of the best people in this world that I know, just truly. And, uh, and we've become good friends over the years. And Melanie came to me one time and she said, she said, you know, Fitz, I look at the top 10 up there on stage and there's nobody that looks like me. Darker skin. They, they all look like you, Fitz. They don't, they don't look like me. I said, well, I mean, Abian's up here. He's got darker skin. She said, no, but you know what I'm saying. I said, I know, I know. She said, is this stacked against me because of my skin color? I said, there's a lot of things that people your skin color weren't doing at one point and somebody broke through and now, now it's not the case anymore. I said, do I really have to explain to you about riding in buses and eating in restaurants and playing professional sports? See, and if she was on a call right now, she wouldn't have any problem saying that. Guess what? Melanie and Chad are now in the top 10. We see them up there every, every day now. So, so, so she could have been thinking, people that don't look like me can't succeed here because if they could, they, somebody would have already done it. There always has to be a first person to do it for the first time. It's always that case. It's always that way. Why not you? Somebody that looks like you is not on the top 10. Somebody believes politically like you is not in the top 10. Somebody believes religiously is not in the top 10. Whatever the case may be, somebody that's, that's not like you, you could be the first one. And, and then you can inspire other people who are like you that they can do it too. Huh? We don't try the hard things because we believe if it could be done, somebody would have already done it. But at one point in time, there wasn't such a thing as a paperclip. Somebody came up with it. Plenty of smart people have been on this earth, but only one person invented the paperclip. If you think something, is something hard is impossible, you'll never even start trying to achieve it. One of the things I recommend is just saying, you know what? I believe it's possible. I believe it's possible. I believe it's possible. It's hard, but it's, it's possible. I, I, I say in my mind, and sometimes I say it out loud, it's, it's, it's not impossible, but it is improbable, right? It's not impossible to get struck by lightning, but it's also not likely that you'll get struck by lightning. Something hard is not impossible. Go ahead and adopt the belief that nothing's impossible. Well, that's a double negative. Yeah, it means that everything's possible. <laughs> Nothing is impossible. Did you get the double negative there? I don't know how many English nerds we have on the, on the call. <laughs> So stop it. If you think something hard is impossible, you never even start trying to achieve it. So stop it. Stop believing that it's impossible and start believing that it is possible. Believe that the hard is possible. Believe that that suddenly can happen for you. Stop making the excuses. Stop. I'm, hey, I'm talking to me more than I'm talking to anybody else. 
Stop believing that the lie and start believing in the suddenly. Start believing that, that that breakthrough is yours and the first one to do it is you. Start believing that. I'm going to leave you all with a video. Uh, it's one of my, one of my favorites. Uh, it's Bob Newhart uh, and, uh, and talking about the stop it. Um, <laughs> I'm going to leave you with that. And uh, when it ends, uh, we'll, uh, we'll be done. But uh, I hope you enjoy the video. And I hope you guys have a great Christmas, uh, great New Year's. If you don't celebrate those, I hope you have uh, a great December 25th and <laughs> January 1st. You know, I just, listen, I just want the best for you guys. And uh, it's been a phenomenal year. Uh, and looking for 2019 to be even greater. <sighs> and um, I just know, huh, I can't say this without starting to get choked up again. So I'm going to say it quick and then show the video. I just know some of you guys are going to have a, a true suddenly happen this year. I know it's going to be breakthrough for you. And, and, and I know that a lot of you guys had breakthrough in 2018 and you don't even recognize that you did, but you did. Uh, in 2019, the fruit is really going to show from it. So I just believe that with everything I got in me. Heather, I love you very much. Here's a video. Uh, Dr. Switzer? Uh, yes, C come in. I'm just, just washing my hands. Uh, I'm Catherine Bigman. Janet Carlisle referred me. Oh, yes. Still uh, being buried alive in a box. Yes, yes, that's me. <laughs> Should I lay down? Oh, no, 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 we don't, we don't do that anymore. Just, just have a seat and... Uh, let, let me uh, tell you a, a bit about our, our billing. I, um, I charge $5 for the, for the first five minutes, and, and then absolutely nothing after that. How, how, how does that sound? <laughs> that sounds great. <laughs> Too good to be true, as a matter of fact. <laughs> well, I can, I can almost guarantee you that, that our session won't last the full, uh, the full five minutes. Now, um, <laughs> we don't do any insurance billing, so... You would either have to pay in, in cash or by check. <clears throat> wow, okay. And, uh, and I, I don't make change. <laughs> All right. <laughs> and go. <laughs> go. Well, tell me, tell me about the problem that you wish to address. Oh, okay. Uh, well, I have this fear of being buried alive in a box. I just, I start thinking about being buried alive and I begin to panic. Has, has, has anyone ever, ever tried to, to bury you alive in a box? No, no, but truly thinking about it does make my life horrible. I mean, I can't go through tunnels or be in an elevator or in a house. Anything boxy. So what, what you're saying is you're, uh, you're claustrophobic. Uh, yes. Yes, that's it. All right. Well, uh, let's go, Catherine. I'm, uh, I'm going to uh, say two words to you right now. I, I want you to listen to them very, very carefully. Then I want you to take them out of the office with you and incorporate them in, into your life. Well, shall I uh, write them down? Well, it, if it makes you comfortable, it's just two words. Most we find most people can uh, can remember them. Okay. You ready? Yes. Okay. Here, here they are. Stop it! I'm sorry. Stop it! Stop it! Yes. S T O P. New word. 
IT. So, what are you saying? <laughs> you, you know, it's funny. I, I, I say two simple words, and I cannot tell you the amount of people who say exactly the same thing you're saying. I mean, this, you know, this is not Yiddish, Catherine. This is English. Stop it. So, I should just stop it. There you go. I mean, you, you, you don't want to go through life being scared of being buried alive in a box, do you? I mean, that sounds, sounds frightening. Yes. Then stop it. I can't. I mean, it's been with me no, since childhood. No, no, childhood. no. No, we, 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 we don't go there. Just, just stop. <laughs> So I should just stop being afraid of being buried alive in a box. You got it. Good go. Well, it's only been it's only been three minutes, so that will be um, uh, three dollars. Well, I, I only have a five, so. Well, I I don't I don't make change. Then I I guess I'll take the full five minutes. Fine. All right. Well, what other uh, problems would you would you like to address? <clears throat> Whew, uh, I'm bulimic. I stick my fingers down my throat. Stop it! <laughs> Not of some kind? Don't, don't do that. But I'm, I'm compelled to. My mom used to call me no, fatty. No, no, no. No, we, we don't go there. But I've been having this dream. No, we don't go there either. But my horoscope did say... We definitely don't go there. Just, <laughs> just stop it. What, what, what else? Well, I have self-destructive relationships with men. Stop it! <laughs> you you want to be with a man, don't you? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm, yes. Well, then stop it. <laughs> don't be such a big baby. I wash my hands a lot. That's all right. It is? I, I wash my hands all the time. There's a lot of germs out there. Yeah, don't, don't, uh, don't worry about that one. I'm afraid to drive. Well, stop it! How, how are you going to get around? Get in the car and drive, you, you kook! Stop it! You stop it! You stop it! What's, what's the problem, Kathy? I don't like this. I don't like this therapy at all. You're just telling me to stop it. And and you and you don't you don't like that? No, I don't. So you think we're we're moving too fast, is that it? Yes. Yes, I do. All right, then let me uh, let me uh, give you ten words that I I think will uh, clear everything up for you. Uh, you want you want to get a pad and a pencil for this one? All right. Are you ready? Mm -hmm. All right, here are the ten words. Stop it or I'll bury you alive in a box! <laughs> oh, man, I really do believe that is... Uh, if I were a counselor, that's probably, that's probably how I'd counsel because I don't know how to help people through their problems. Just stop it! All right, guys, can I help you? Sure would like to. If you're an agent with us, please go to timewithfits.com. That's timewithfitz.com to schedule a time when I can help you directly. Just pick a topic, pick a time, and we'll meet. If you're not an agent with the Fitz Group, I encourage you to go to thefitzgroup.org contact. 
Again, that's thefitzgroup.org slash contact and send us a message. See you next week.